is up? It's The Rant. My name is Jeff Rackliff. It is Wednesday, August 19th. We're four days away from really one of the biggest fantasy football draft days of the year. It's not the biggest. Of course, that's going to be the 29th this year, but it's in full swing. It is in full swing. So therefore, we got to talk about the draft board. This is my plan for 2020 fantasy football drafts. Now, of course, if you're in an auction league, we already covered that. Just go back. You can find the pod. We covered the strategy there. And if you have one of those crazy, we get all these different points for all these different things, well, you really can still boil your league down to some basic formats. You can boil it down to a sort of a 1QB or a Superflex 2QB format, and you can kind of boil it down to a half-point PPR or non-PPR. You can do that. You can do that. The bonus points are cool and all, but oftentimes don't impact you as much as you might think. They're nice when they happen, and they're impactful you know, when they happen, but they don't impact the league as much as you might think. So I like to boil it down to something pretty simple, and that's what we're going to start on the show today, part one. Tomorrow we will do part two to get you set up here for this weekend. But first, got to tell you about our sponsor, of course, Monkey Knife Fight. Do you like to play daily fantasy sports? Well, you need to check out monkeyknifefight.com. Monkeyknifefight.com is the fastest growing daily fantasy site in the world because monkeyknifefight.com is different than the other daily fantasy sites. That's because on monkeyknifefight.com, there's no salary caps. That's a big thing right there. You don't have to play against the Sharks. That's another big thing right there. And that means anyone has a chance of winning, even you. MonkeyNightFight.com has tons of fun daily contests in all the sports you love. Baseball, basketball, hockey, golf, UFC, NASCAR, WNBA, eSports. Monkey Knife Fight has it all. And you know what else? MonkeyNightFight.com has a free $5 game just for you, just for signing up. And if you use the promo code RANT, you're going to have the first deposit, your first deposit matched up to $50. Bucks. $50 for free. I like that. It's pretty good. Got to use the promo code RANT. With a name like monkeyknifefight.com, you can be pretty certain that you know what you're getting into when you sign up to play monkeys and knives and fights and sports. Sign up and play today at monkeyknifefight.com. Play to MKF and win. State and age restrictions apply. See site for full terms and restrictions. And like I said, the biggest way you can help me out right now is just to go sign up and play. Try it out. I mean, honestly, you're going to put more than 50 bucks into football this year. If you're listening to this podcast, I can almost guarantee that. So you put 50 bucks in here, you get 50 bucks, you get your $5 game for free, and maybe you may end up liking it and making some money. What is the worst thing that can happen, right? So help the show out. Use the promo code RANT. Really appreciate that at monkeyknifefight.com. All right, so here, here's the deal. This is something I've been doing for a number of years, and I always talk about my personal draft board. Uh, this is my draft plan, which, of course, my draft board is a part of that. So that's what I'm going to flesh out for you over the next two podcasts, because I think if you come in with a plan, you can really dominate. Now, of course, the draft day checklist, which I've already gone over on the pod, if you're just tuning into this podcast today, welcome, welcome to the show, but I would highly recommend going back and at least listening to the draft day checklist podcast as well from earlier this week, because that's going to be you know, really the things that you want to accomplish during the course of the draft, and it does go hand-in-hand with the overall draft plan. Now, before we get into this draft plan, I do have to say, you got to be flexible. You cannot go in with just a a set 
I'm going to do this in round one, I'm going to do this in round two, or I'm going to use zero RB, or I'm going to use, you know, whatever it is, I'm only going to use late round quarterback. Well, if if you do that, what if Russell Wilson's on the board in the eighth round? You can't pass that up. I mean, I'd be tempted even in the seventh round, to be honest with you, and I'll get to that in a little bit. But going in with a flexible approach is much more optimal than going in with a rigid approach. So you have to be prepared to use whatever strategies are at your disposal on draft day. The draft is going to present you with a unique set of of conditions. Every draft has similarities, yes. Players are typically going to go in the same ranges, but no two drafts are identical. And it's really in large part based on who you're drafting against. So you need to know these guys. You need to know who you're facing. Who are your opponents? What are their tendencies? What do they often do in drafts? And how can you exploit those weaknesses? That's really important. It's really important stuff. There are a few other things that I think you need to keep in mind. You know, drafting for value, especially in the early rounds, is crucial. That was part of the draft day checklist. Take the value the draft gives you because your opponents are essentially making mistakes. If you take that value, you're going to be better for it. If you reach, you know, people will sometimes ask me, hey, um, you know, how far would you reach to get and fill in the blank? Clyde Edwards Alaire or whatever. And my response is always, I I don't ever want to reach because if I am reaching, then I am passing up better values on the board. See, the goal here is to build this team sort of like a portfolio where you get the highest possible value out of your portfolio. And you're not going to do that by reaching. Reaching is a mistake. Let other people reach, but you shouldn't do that. <laughs> it's a mistake. It's plain and simple. Don't do that. Right? <laughs> it's uh it's something that's going to hurt your team, so don't do that. Uh there's no must draft, must avoid. Uh, that drives me nuts. That's like a SEO, you know, search engine Google search term thing that buzzword at this time of year, must avoid players. Click here. But really, there's nobody you should completely avoid. There are players who are lower on my board than where they're going to go. So, yeah, I'm avoiding those guys at their ADP. But, you know, even somebody like A.J. Green, who, as you probably know, I, I hey, I like A.J. Green as a player. I love what he gave to us over the years for fantasy purposes. But, man, I'm not taking A.J. Green at value right now. No way am I taking A.J. Green in the seventh round. If it's the 10th or 11th round and A.J. Green is still there, I would be hard-pressed to pass up on him. I I would slap that sticker on the board and gladly do it because there is much greater potential for return on investment than what I'm viewing him in the 7th round. It's all about the price. You know, hey, I want to buy a stock, but I don't want to buy it at this price up here. I want to buy it at this price down here if I can get it. I may not be able to get the price, so that's fine. I don't have to have that in my portfolio. No must drafts. If you must draft, then you're going to probably reach. If you reach, you're making a mistake, right? So the only must avoids really would be anybody who's not playing, you know, on on the the, uh, opt-out list. So yes, must avoid Damian Williams or anybody who's out for the entire season, that sort of thing. But otherwise, no must draft, no must avoids. Uh, You don't need a quarterback early. It seems like every year at this time, People start waking up, and then I get the question of, well, hey, if Mahomes is there, <laughs> you know you know what the ter- the person's trying to do there? 
if Mahomes is there in the early third, should I just, you know, should I just take him? You're, you're, you want me to say yes. I know you want me to say yes. It is not, that's, I'm never going to say yes there. I want two rounds of value on these guys in the early rounds. So if Mahomes is there in like the late fourth, sure, go for it. Early fourth for Lamar, absolutely. You know how often that's going to happen? <laughs> never. It's not going to happen. If it does happen, I'll be amazed. I guess I can't really never say never, but man, I would be amazed. I would be really surprised. So you don't need those guys. You don't need them. You don't understand, Jeff. Quarterbacks go really early. Or my my league gives six points per passing. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You don't need those guys. You're going to be just fine. All right? We got a plan. We got a plan. Ceiling is more important than floor. I talk about this all the time. But, you know, there, there are guys who have high ceilings. There are guys who have reasonably high floors but low ceilings. In fantasy football, though, you're making your bones. You're trying to hit a home run. You're not trying to hit singles. You're making your bones with the highest possible ceiling guys and hitting on those guys. So go after that in the middle and late rounds especially, really. It's very, very important. So how does the plan start out? The plan for me starts out with overall rankings. And I know that I often preach that you shouldn't really strictly use rankings you should construct a draft board but if you've ever seen my draft board pdf which you can get at ftnfantasy.com right now it is in the game plan which is our fantasy football draft guide it's a pdf file you can download and i have draft boards in there the draft board will come starting in round six is where i have sort of the the tiered by position across the positions uh board but I give you the top 60 players not in that format. And the reason for it is pretty simple. Those are the best players on the board. And my rankings aren't going to differ that much from anybody else. I think once you get into the the, the heart of it, past round six, the middle and late rounds, that's where you're going to see you know, the rankings are going to differ across the industry. You're going to see players who are prioritized, that sort of thing. And that's really where you know you get the, the meat of your, your team but you get your stars early on. So I don't think I have to do anything special there other than just really list off the players. I do think, though, it needs to be said that in some instances, you know, you don't necessarily have to follow the list directly. So, for example, I have on my top 60 list Michael Thomas one spot ahead of Dalvin Cook. But I've also talked about how I want to get at least one top 10 running back. So if I'm picking at 1-5 and it's between Michael Thomas and Dalvin Cook, or let's say that Clyde Edwards-Alaire goes at 1-5, and I'm at 1-6, and it's between those two, I'm not going to just rigidly follow rankings. I'm going to take Cook, very likely, because I don't think that a top 10 running back gets back to me, especially based on how I have the rankings structured. So you can still be flexible. You don't have to literally take the top guy. You can be flexible because often there isn't much difference between those guys in that range. So think about that as you do it. But I also want to use this list as a, these are the top 60 guys. These are the guys who in theory should come off the board in the first five rounds because in a 12-team league, there are 60 picks in the first five rounds. Therefore, I want to exhaust this list before I move on. And I've used this strategy over the years. There are times where I've been in 12-team leagues where I'm still kind of plucking players from this list in like the seventh round, maybe even the eighth round. 
uh, that might be pushing it. Might be a bit of a stretch, but it, it can go that far. In a 10-team league, yeah, it could go into the eighth round very easily. So I want to start with that list first. And I want to really draft for value first and foremost. That's the goal. But you have to monitor your roster. I don't think you have to monitor your roster in the first three rounds, by the way. Just take what the board gives you in the first three rounds. But after that point, if you went wide out, wide out, wide out, <laughs> which is pretty pretty dangerous, it is. Woke up today feeling dangerous. You can't just keep going wide out, obviously. You know, in round four, regardless... I, I got to go running back. So let's say like I go Devontae Adams in the first round. Then around, you know, comes back in the second round. Best player on the board by far is Julio Jones. So I go with him. Then it comes back to me. I see A.J. Brown is really the top guy. I don't like the the running back. So I go A.J. Brown. This is not an approach I, I'm trying to take, by the way, but it could happen. And I just want to make sure you're prepared in case it does happen. So A.J. Brown goes now. Let's say you come back around and Robert Woods is on the board and he's the top guy. I can't go four wideouts in a row. I just can't do it. So first three rounds, I just I, I didn't care about you know composition there. And um, now I see Chris Carson or Robert Woods. Robert Woods is higher on my board than Chris Carson, but I have to go with Chris Carson. Absolutely. This is a pretty loaded team at wideout, but I you know I I'm very uncomfortable with this sort of a start. And that's important because there are times on draft day where you're going to be outside of your comfort zone, but this is way outside of my comfort zone. So, you know, push yourself a little bit, but you got to still kind of draft within your lane where you're most comfortable because if you're not comfortable, you're going to start thinking and thinking on draft day is the worst thing you can do. It really is. I almost love it, you know, on draft day, for the most part, my objective is I should never be sniped. I should never be honed in on just one player. Because if you are honed in on one player, you only have one dude on your list, that dude is going to be drafted before you pick. And you know this is going to happen. And what happens then is you go into the tank and you start thinking too much and then you end up making mistakes. I love it when, you know, especially using this draft board, when I'm up, I mean, nine times out of ten, I'm springing right up and I already got my guy. I don't have to think he's there. Now, you do have to think a little bit about roster construction as the draft goes on, but I wouldn't you know, go overboard there. It's more something to monitor because you're going to have spots in the draft where you're going to pick particular positions. You know, There's going to be wheelhouses, as I call them. There is a late-round quarterback wheelhouse. There is an upside running back wheelhouse. There is a tight, there's two tight end wheelhouses, really, this year. So you're going to have those spots. They're going to be on your board. You're going to know exactly what you're looking for there, and it takes a lot of the thinking out of it. That's very key. So this first portion here, what we really want to execute is grabbing as many of these top 60 guys as possible. Now, I do have five quarterbacks in my top 60. My first five, right? Lamar, Mahomes, uh, I have Deshaun, Dak, and Russ. And it's it, those guys move around in my rankings all the time, but they're really close. So right now, I technically have Deshaun ahead of Dak, but you could easily move Dak ahead of Deshaun. Deshaun's 54, Dak's 58, Russ is 59. I do not have Kyler in there. I've talked ad nauseum about why I don't have Kyler in the top 60. I view him just outside the top 60. So he's not there. But these guys, so for example, when they come up on my list, like I, uh, hey, Lamar and Mahomes are going to go before they are on my list. But you may possibly see Dak or one of these guys 
maybe not Dak, maybe it's more Russell Wilson or, or Deshaun Watson, right at value. I don't want to take them at value even though they're in the top 60, but I put them in the top 60 very clearly just as a reminder that at fair market value, this is where they do belong. I want to get two rounds of value on these guys if I can. So that would mean probably, well, really seventh round or eighth round for these guys, really seventh round. If I can get them in the seventh round, I pounce. Otherwise, not going to do so. So that really sets the stage here, right? This is the key part of the draft where we get our babies, we build the core, the foundation of the roster. The top five picks are going to be the guys who carry us through the season. But as I said, you make your bones in the middle and late rounds, and we have to have a plan in place for all four positions and players who we're going to target at all four positions throughout the draft. Of course, defense and kicker, if you have them, you really should not be doing anything other than spending your last few picks on them. And if you can get away with it, not even drafting them at all, if your league will allow you to do that. So part one here is really this early round draft plan. By the way, this whole entire draft plan, fantasy football draft plan, is going to be available at ftnfantasy.com in written form. It's a longer piece. Give you a little long form here. Uh, but it has to be because this is everything that we need to do in fantasy football drafts to have success. So that is going up at ftnfantasy.com today. This is Wednesday. I'm recording this podcast. Today it will be up. Tomorrow I'm going to cover what we're doing in the middle and late rounds across all four positions, who we're targeting, all of that. But if you want the article, unfortunately, this is not one I can give out for free because this one, hey, this one will pay for itself. This one is worth the price of the subscription. So that's going to be up maybe even by the time you're listening to this here on Wednesday afternoon at ftnfantasy.com. So please go check that out. There's a lot of other goodies up there as well. If you want all my content, go to, go to the main page, ftnfantasy.com. Click on my name. You get all the content. It is nice and easy there. Of course, I appreciate everybody reviewing this show on iTunes. If you haven't already, please review and rate the show. It really helps me out. If you want to do it really easily... All you have to do if you have an iPhone is open up the podcast app, find my podcast, The Rant, scroll down, click the stars, you're done. It's that easy. You can follow along with me on social media, seeing a lot of people reaching out right now, at Jeff Ratcliffe on Twitter, at Jeff Ratcliffe on Instagram. If you're a Facebook user too, I have my own uh, business page there that you can find. Just search out Jeff Ratcliffe and you'll find me. And I have had some people hit me up on Messenger there as well. Feel free to hit up, hit me up at any point. Just remember to use that hashtag Rat Pack. That way I know you're a listener of the show. Of course, I give the Rat Pack priority. All right, so tomorrow, part two of the draft board, draft plan, everything you need to know to dominate. We'll hit that up. So I will catch you on the flip side. I'm Jeff Ratcliffe. And I'm out of here.